Chapter Four of the Art of Stage Dancing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jewel Raquel. The Art of Stage Dancing by Ned Wayburn. The Ned Wayburn Method of Training. There are five basic types of stage dancing that I teach covering the modern field in full and supplying the pupil with a complete knowledge of all the steps needed for a successful stage career. These five types consist of musical comedy dancing, tap and step dancing, clogging, acrobatic dancing, exhibition dancing, ballroom, modern Americanized ballet dancing. The last named includes all the best variety of ballet dances, such as toe, classical, character, interpretive, oriental, folk, national, covering Spanish, Russian, Greek, Javanese, etc. Instruction is given in any or all of the above to beginners, advanced amateurs, professionals, and teachers, and is preceded in every case by the Ned Wayburn Foundation technique, which includes my limbering and stretching process, and is one of the most important courses ever devised for the student of dancing, in that it saves years of study this original technique is described in a succeeding chapter in addition to the types of dancing mentioned above we also give instruction in the art of making up for the stage accompanying the technical instruction each class and pupil receives without cost the benefit of the valuable stagecraft managerial and producers knowledge that i have acquired during my years of activity in the theatrical world this is given in occasional lectures or inspirational talks before the class. Students also, when duly fitted, will be informed as to where and how to obtain engagements, correct forms of contract to be entered into, and other valuable business information concerning the practical side of selling their services to the best advantage, saving them much time and possible embarrassment and loss. In all probability, if you love dancing and aspire to make it a career, you possess an innate sense of rhythm. You feel the swing of music and love to move your body to the strains of a lilting melody. The first great possessions of the successful stage dancer are a love of harmonious sounds and a sense of rhythmic motion. If you haven't these, you might better abandon the idea of studying with me as far as any hope is concerned of my developing you into a stage artist. While you would find much to enjoy and to benefit your health and appearance in taking my dancing exercises, if you are minus the very first dancing essentials, you could not expect us to advance you beyond your own limitations. Another important qualification for the stage dancer, which, if not possessed at its fullest, may be acquired under our instruction, is a sense of direction. This sense of direction is of maximum importance in stage dancing because, as you can readily understand, since you have your audience in front of you and to your left and to your right, you must do your dances so that they will appeal to all sections of your audience, and there are certain stage directions which you must know in order to grasp my method of instruction. That you may get absolute precision in direction, let us proceed as follows. Imagine that you are standing on a stage in a circle the diameter of your own feet. We will call that circle your place. Divide the stage into eight different directions. You are now facing the front. Face the left, the back, the right, and then front again. That makes four directions, front, left, back, and right. Face halfway to the left. That is called left oblique. 
face halfway to the back. That is called left oblique back. Now face back. Face halfway to the right. That is called right oblique back. Now face halfway to the front. That is called right oblique. That makes eight different directions, very easy to memorize and never forgotten after once learned, and you will employ them in your stage work every day. That they may become familiar with the necessary directions, students are given brief instructions at their first lesson as I stand before them and take the turns with them and announce the name of each direction as I take it. In making the turn from wall to wall, when you turn to the left around, you should turn on the right heel, which thus acts as a pivot and keeps you in your place. Like this, left oblique, left, left oblique back, back, right oblique back, right, right oblique, and front. In going around to the right turn on the left heel, fix these directions firmly in your mind. You will need them when you get into stage dancing. The eight different directions are in eight counts. The first direction to the left is left oblique. That is counted as one. Left is two. Left oblique back three. Back four. Right oblique back five. Right six. Right oblique seven. Front is eight. All of our steps are taught in counts of eight. We begin to count from one and go as far as eight, then repeat. We count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Or we count one and two and three and four and five and six and seven and eight and, as may be required. After the steps have been taught by counts and learned properly through much patient practice, they are fitted to music. Without turning the rest of the body, turn the head sharply to the left wall so that your face is square to the wall. You are now looking left. Look front. Look to the right. Square around. Look front. Look left oblique. Front. Right oblique. Front. Now throw the head back and look up without straining the muscles of the neck. Hold the head at an angle of about 45 degrees. Your head should not be tilted to one side, but straight back. Now look front again. Now down. Now front. There is a difference between turning it to the left or right and inclining to left or right. Incline your head to the left shoulder. Hold your face up a little and keep it square to the front. Chin high. Now incline your head to the right shoulder. Up straight. Now turn it to the left around as far as you can. Turn it front. Turn it to the right. Turn it front. Throw it back. Look up. Now front. Drop down. And now front. The lesson to a class is as follows. Now, be careful to keep your lines straight up and down, directly behind one another. Let those in the first line across raise the right hand. Second line across raise hands up. Third line across and fourth line across. This is called a cross stage, indicating left to right. This is called up and down stage, indicating front to back. And going down this way to the footlights is moving downstage. Going toward the back wall is moving upstage or backstage. Concerning entrances and exits. If you come inside of the audience from that side, indicating left, you are making an entrance from the left. If you leave in that direction, you are making an exit to the left. It is an artistic feat to make a good exit. It requires not only specialized training, but also practical experience in front of an audience. 
It may be a vocal exit, a dramatic or spoken exit, or a dancing exit, and one must reach a decided climax at the exit. If the dance consists of eight steps, properly spaced, the most effective steps are put in where they will provoke applause. The last or finished step must get the most applause or the dancer fails. So we put a climactic trick step in for a finish, and then we top that with the exit, and the exit must be a surprise. Otherwise, the dance has not built up from the time the dancer makes an entrance and gets the attention of the audience. So making an effective exit is really a difficult thing to do. You are taught in the advanced instruction how to enter and exit properly. One draws the applause on the eighth step by assuming a certain attitude or by striking a picture, which asks the audience for the applause. And on the exit, another round of applause can be earned. And in this way, the dance gets over or is sold to the audience, as we say in the show business. Now face the right, please. If you make an exit on that side, you are making an exit to the right. If you come on from that side, meaning if you come inside of the audience from that side, you are making an entrance from the right. The proper way to stand to learn my kind of stage dancing is with the left toe pointed left oblique and the right toe right oblique. Have your knees together, heels together, with the weight equally distributed between the feet, hands down at the side, arms relaxed, heads up, and direct your gaze straight ahead on a line with your eyes. Never recognize anyone over the footlights. Always look straight front on a line with the eyes. Never look at the floor when dancing unless specifically so instructed. To look at the floor while dancing gives an audience the impression that you have no confidence in yourself and that you are laboring to perform your dance. In dancing, the head and arms and upper part of the body, torso or trunk, are as important as the feet and legs. The eyes are the most expressive agent of the body. Now, without turning your head, using your eyes only, look left oblique, look front, look right oblique, front, look left oblique down, look front, look left oblique up, look front, look right oblique down, look right oblique up, look front. Most of my instruction is based on the eight different directions which you have been told about and on the four different parts of the foot, which you must also understand thoroughly. This makes it easy to analyze any dancing steps that we teach. These four different parts of the foot are 1. The toe, or end of the shoe. 2. The ball of the foot, the half sole. 3. The heel. 4. The flat of the foot. Tapping the toe of the left foot to the floor makes the first count, stamping the ball of the left foot the second count, the heel of the left the third count, and the flat of the entire foot the fourth count. These four different parts of the foot become an exercise by counting one, two, three, four with the left foot and five, six, seven, eight with the right foot, beginning with the right toe on the count of five. This exercise, if practiced faithfully, will give flexibility to the muscles and ligaments that control the entire foot, all of which are used in musical comedy dancing, for the American tap, step, and specialty work clogging, for social or ballroom dancing, for exhibition dancing, as well as in the acrobatic dancing work, and for my Americanized ballet training, including toe dancing. Do this exercise first with the left foot, then with the right foot, to the count of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and practice it often till it becomes a perfectly natural action. 
it is the basis of the best bread-and-butter dancing steps as you will discover in later lessons. In doing this exercise, remember that in dropping the toe to the floor it must be placed straight back and not left or right oblique back, straight back from the place where you stand. The knees should be kept together. When you stamp the ball of your foot, the feet are directly opposite each other. I want you to note that each of the four movements of this exercise has a distinct sound. The dropping of the toe, the stamping of the ball of the foot, of the heel, and of the flat foot each creates a separate and distinct sound. I have named these sounds taps, and it is the various combinations of these sounds that are used so effectively in musical comedy dances, in tap, step, and American specialty dancing, sometimes called clogging, as well as in some of our choicest acrobatic dancing. Some of our pupils are apt at tap and step dancing, others are more apt at ballet dancing, musical comedy, or acrobatic dancing. Some of our young ladies take four classes a day, some take three, others two, and still others but one class a day. In addition to this, there are pupils, among them a great many young gentlemen, who take private lessons in their chosen style of dancing every day, while some only take one private lesson a week. Try to perfect yourselves as solo dancers. It is there that fame and fortune await you. You may not appreciate it now, but when you have mastered the Ned Wayburn courses, you will look back with satisfaction and realize the wonderful opportunity my simple courses have afforded you. There is no other school in the world that teaches the five basic types of dancing in the same thorough, rapid manner and with the same satisfactory results. The student who has industriously performed the essential preliminary work as I teach it has obtained a satisfactory mastery of the body and has a large range of movement at command is now able to control the source of movement and to relax opposing muscles so that the movement may follow through, that is, may continue from its initiative in any part of the body to the desired climax, without muscular obstruction. The entire body is now ready and responsive to any call upon it, and the act of dancing becomes a pleasure and a joy it never was before, and never would have been but for the preliminary work as I have arranged it for the making of beautiful and efficient dancers. The result is a harmony of rhythmical coordination that will echo far beyond the dancing courses and into the various activities of one's whole life. The great freedom and abandonment of movement now acquired is not a combination of erratic movements and gestures distributed at random. The freedom gained is the result of perfect control, not in any degree the result of unguided abandon. My dancers know how to work because they are sure of themselves. The controlled individual is the free individual. But the dancer has gained more than mastery of movement. Valuable as our strength and skill, even more so is the resultant balance and soundness of the nervous system that directly results from such rhythmical coordination fitting one for meeting the complex and often disturbing demands of life. Now, too, in the process of acquiring such a splendid state of general physical well-being, the pupil has absorbed and acquired some understanding of the power and the wonder of a physical self, and will proudly treat this newly discovered self with respect and consideration. The mental gains, as the result of this work, have a right to consideration also. The handicap of self-consciousness is largely overcome by the complete mastery of the movements of the body. The mind becomes freed, the mental horizon enlarged, as the direct result of body and nerve control. 
the delight of free and expressive movement with a body that responds joyously to the slightest impulse of thought and feeling develops a new resource of pleasure and in perfection of bodily response is found a new source of beauty with endless promise for the future if you begin the courses with the feeling make me a dancer if you can and act with indifference throughout the instruction that is given for your benefit you are doomed to failure no one succeeds unless they want to and work very hard you are here to prepare for an honorable calling a beautiful respected and profitable profession that when once you acquire will remain at your disposal all your life most of our pupils recognize this and sincerely strive with our help to perfect themselves through incessant patient practice we have no intention ever to let a small minority of indifferent i don't care pupils hold back the ambitious ones those who merit success shall have every opportunity always you no doubt have been to good shows seen good dancing and attractive posing and grouping with rich scenery proper lighting and appropriate music and have wished that you too might share in the applause of the audience for your own merit as a dancer i want to help you become what so many others of my scholars have become the best in their line of endeavor i am enthusiastic about my part of the work and ask and expect you to be just as enthusiastic as i am really you should have more enthusiasm than i have since it is you who are to go before the audiences and get the applause and the pay and not me whether or not you are enthusiastic about your work will show in your results your degree of interest and improvement is recorded so i know just what you are accomplishing you must expect to get tired really tired out in your earliest lessons and practice that is what has invariably happened to all others before you who are drawing down the fat salaries today. I expect it, and should be surprised indeed if any student proved to be an exception. In fact, if you do not tire, and perspire, and pant after an hour of working your every muscle in a set of movements new to them, then you surely are not getting the benefit that the exercises are intended to promote. Soreness during your first hour or five lessons is a sign of your having taken the lessons earnestly and honestly and actively, as you should in your own interest. The soreness will work out and be gone for good after a few lessons. Please get sore. Then I know you are all right. But do not overdo at any time, now or later, in class work, private lessons, or home practice. And especially be careful while you are new at the work, and the novelty of it tempts your ambition to keep on and on. Alternate work and rest, strenuous toil and complete relaxation is the ideal way to build yourself into beauty and strength and suppleness by my method without danger of straining or injury. In the classroom, if a pupil needs to sit and rest a bit occasionally, it is permitted, but do not let our consideration for your comfort become an excuse for mere laziness. There are lazy girls as well as lazy men in the world, I have heard, and it is barely possible that one or two might decide to take my courses sometime. If they do, our required work will give them inspiration as well as perspiration and enable them to overcome an inclination to indolence that they must master if they hope to succeed as dancers or in any other vocation let me encourage you by saying what i know to be true that you will harden yourself in a few days time so that the muscles of your body will pleasantly respond to your demands without crying out loud when called upon just keep at it don't get discouraged because it wearies you on the start if you could see our advanced pupils going through their routines and how easily they perform the same simple exercises you are required to do in the beginning their muscles ready trained and responsive 
and every motion of their bodies a pleasure to them and a satisfaction after patient practice, you would be encouraged and would be able to smile at the few temporary discomforts of a few sore muscles, but do not be too ambitious and work to the point of exhaustion. End of the Ned Wayburn Method of Training Recording by Jewel Raquel